This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Unlikable Female Characters, the podcast featuring feminist thriller writers in conversation about women who don't give a damn if you like them. I'm Kristen Lefianca, and I'm here with Lane Fargo. Hello. Hello. So we keep we keep telling people to stay inside and read. Yes. We've been we've been doing it for, well, honestly, probably since this podcast started, even before there was like a real reason to stay inside and read. <laughs> <laughs> because inside is better than outside. That is a fact. Uh, yes. But we keep doing these like seasonal reading preview episodes, which we love to do. And for the past like at least two or three, we've started it out by saying like, it's perfect because, you know, it's the pandemic. You can't go anywhere anyway. So you can read inside and just like be a hermit. And then I thought this one finally <clears throat> would be like, you can go outside. You can be free. But no, because people are idiots. <laughs> people are idiots. It is just as bad out there as it was like probably when we did a winter reading preview ugh. and it's just ugh, fucking sad constantly disappointed in humanity so a bunch of people my mom is fine so far but a bunch of people at her church in ohio have covid like she said on sunday morning they were just reading off like and this person needs prayer and this person needs prayer and she was finally like like what's going on and someone was like they all have covid oh and then she found out <laughs> uh oh <laughs> then she found out that so she's on the praise team um so she like sings at the front of the church and she found out this guy who was on stage with her playing one of the instruments is in the hospital now with covid and he came to Ugh. church wearing a mask which he has never done before so she thinks that he had symptoms and oh. came to church because he didn't want to let people down there needed to be music <laughs> yeah that's like the thing about all of this that is like so frustrating is that you can't trust people to exercise proper judgment like if you think you might have covid don't put on a mask and go play anyway stay home stay home stay home stay home home and read stay home and do whatever the fuck you want i don't know that these are reading people Kristen. (laughs) read the bible (laughs) stay home and read the bible think about what you've done exactly oh yeah so hopefully my mom will be fine but i'm pretty mad about this guy coming in like breathing in her general vicinity. Ugh, disgusting. Praise the Lord. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry to like besmirch Ohio. Well, but, you know. Yeah, it's, it's the situation on the ground in Ohio is grim. It's yeah. true. <laughs> so. 
not so great here in Chicago either. But lots of great books coming. So yes. you can stay inside and read forever. Like we were joking about bunkers last year. I really think it's about time. Like yes. If you don't have a bunker yet. Now's the time. This is only going to get worse. I'm ready. I'm ready to move into the bunker. Like I, I'm ready to just dig a hole outside and call it my new house. <laughs> no other people. Only cats. No, exactly. Only cats. <laughs> All right. So um, what, do you, what do you got? Do you want to start with September books? Well, I actually have two that I want to mention that are already out real quick. So this is sort of like a a retroactive preview. That's a thing. So I want to call out... Um, 56 Days by Katherine Ryan Howard, which came out last week. And it is like a focused on the pandemic style thriller, which I think is really interesting. Um, I personally would never want to write anything about any of this, but no. I think it's super interesting to see that she has done that. Uh, and she managed to like get it published while it's still going on. Like, because there was that like. That was the... my thought. I was like, how <laughs> yeah. did you write this so fast? Like, I know. Ways. And there's Holy like, shit. you know, because they're there's a fair amount of lead time on publishing. So I'm pretty sure there was like a major risk that it would be over, but <laughs> well... it's not. <laughs> so <laughs> that reminds me when I was writing temper during the whole like Harvey Weinstein scandal. And I was like, well, people still care about like men being rapey by the time this comes out. And then I was like, oh yeah, there's always more rapey men. Oh yeah. That's a that resource. That is a timeless topic, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but apparently so is the pandemic. So Ugh. good good for Catherine Ryan Howard getting that out while we're still in the throes of it. I'm very excited to dig into that this week. Uh, and then I also want to call out This Time for Sure, which is the 2021 BoucherCon anthology that uh, is released today, the day that we're recording this episode, um, the 25th of August. So for anyone who doesn't know, BoucherCon is a large crime writing conference. Uh, every year they put together an anthology that benefits public libraries in the host city, which was supposed to be New Orleans this year, uh, but of course COVID. So the event is not happening, but the anthology wait, wait, wait. still is. I just put together, it's called This Time for Sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! It's kind of they an ironic it. title. They did! No! They should have They should have named the anthology probably canceled, and then the event, <laughs> the event would have been able to happen. Wow. Um, well, oh, yeah. Well, the theme, okay. the, the theme for the anthology was um, like second chances. So I think okay. that's where the title came from. Okay. Um, but but it's unfortunate. All right. It's just an unfortunate twist of fate that, yes, because uh, VoucherCon was also canceled last year due to the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, so <laughs> next year they should just probably call it book. Uh, <laughs> that'll solve the problem. Um, yeah. but, but anyway, VoucherCon is not happening, but the anthology is still happening. Uh, and people should definitely buy it. Uh, and not just because I have a short story in it, although I do. And it is one of my favorite things that I've ever written. It's called Remediation. And it involves uh, two losers put on a co collision course for each other. One kind of a loser who's trying to be less of a loser. And one who's an outwardly successful person who's just an absolute shitty human being on the inside. So, Love it. Yep, it was a lot of fun to read that. You can buy it from Down and Out Books. That's like the only place. Um, that, so get on that. Very exclusive. Limited edition. Um, it's full of stories by other exciting people, um, including Alex Segura is in there, I know. So yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be great. So get your hands on it. Fantastic. Well, hopefully we'll have BoucherCon next year. It's supposed to be in Minneapolis. I'm excited about that, but I'm not yes. holding my breath. I mean, I, at least we would be able to drive there if necessary. 
That's uh, true. So road trip. Yes, uh, but we'll see. I really hope you know that they are sort of planning a two-pronged attack, uh, like one one plan for in person, one plan for something virtual, because obviously things cannot be relied upon right now. No, no, yeah, people are uh, shitty. <laughs> people are shitty. Um, yeah. So let us move on now to September. Uh, September 1st, we have These Toxic Things by Rachel Housel Hall, who's been on the podcast before, and she's a fantastic thriller author. Um, This book is really intriguing. So it is about a woman who creates digital scrapbooks for clients to sort of memorialize physical objects in a digital space. And one of her clients, who owns a small antique store, dies from an apparent suicide, but she's left all of these mysterious items that need to be uh, put into this digital scrapbook format. And so the protagonist then sort of has to dig deep and figure out what they all mean and why they were so significant, which I think is a super cool premise. That is. I love that. I think I already have this on my Kindle because it was a first reads pick oh. this month. So if you are an Amazon Prime member, if you pay money to the Evil Empire every year, as I do, <laughs> then uh, you can get this early. I think I think that's still available. But if not, yeah, September 1st. It sounds so good. So good. All right. Um, I've got Never Saw Me Coming by Vera Kurian. That yes. comes out on the 7th of September. And this book is about a college freshman who also happens to be a psychopath. Love that. <laughs> yeah, that, she... <laughs> like that, that alone is like enough for me. I'm like, great, hooked. I know. I'm like, I'm in. I'm good. <laughs> um, but then she joins a clinical study of psychopaths at the school. And then if that's not enough, I'm like, already I'm in. <laughs> like double in now. But then someone is murdered and all of the psychopaths are suspects. Like any one of them could have done it. And the heroine is like in a fight for her life against all these other psychopaths, it sounds like. So this sounds amazing. And the author is also a psychologist herself. So, you know, it's going to be oh, actually nice. accurate and not some, some bullshit about psychopathy because I right. read a Wikipedia article once, you know. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Another one on the seventh, which is Misfits, a personal manifesto by Michaela Cole. Um Ooh. So she is the creator and star of the HBO show, I May Destroy You, which is incredible. Have you seen that, Kristen? I have not yet. It's really, really good. I think anyone who enjoys this podcast would love this show. And I'm basically interested in anything Michaela Cole does in her life, like from here on out. So (laughs) if she wrote a book, I want to read it. If she makes another show, I want to watch it. She's incredible. And um, so I think this is going to be kind of like memoir personal essays but i don't fucking care what it is because michaela cole wrote it so <laughs> nice i'm in <laughs> um okay so now september 14th like get your credit cards warmed up y'all because september 14th is like insane as far as uh, so many books coming out so first of all there's hurt so good the science and culture of pain on purpose by lee coart and we talked about their book in um the heather levy interview that i did a couple months back And this book is about masochism in its many forms. So not just sexual masochism, but also the masochism of like running marathons and eating hot peppers and doing ballet and just all of these different things. And this book is so fascinating. Um, I would not maybe read it if you are like eating (laughs) really (laughs) gross stuff in there, but it's, it's fantastic. And, um, Lee, uh, 
they are uh, masochists themselves, so um, bring like a really unique kind of perspective to it. Like, there's some aspects of memoir in there, is in addition to the science writing, which I think for a topic like this, you really want someone like that who is an insider in this world, who's not like, oh, masochism, like so titillating, fascinating, but someone who actually like understands it. So right, this book right. is so good, and it has a fabulous cover with like whips and snakes and all sorts of stuff on there and i i got an arc of it a few months ago and super obsessed and i can't wait for more people to read it nice all right september 14th keep going (laughs) uh we've got the ninja betrayed by tori eldridge yes on the show a while ago um this is the third book in her lily wong series and i believe this one takes place in hong kong which will be fun to read since americans aren't allowed to go anywhere since we're dumbasses (laughs) read about hong kong yes you can read about (laughs) traveling the world (laughs) yes so, yeah, that one's out on the 14th. And then I have three books on the 14th, all with girl in the title. I guess we're, like, back to that trend. I I'm guess. not mad about it, though. <laughs> um, so, first of all, The Lost Girls by Sonia Hartle. Um, this yes. is a vampire revenge YA. Nice. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So, it's these three, I think three female vampires who team up against the male vampire who turned all of them and broke their hearts. So it's like kind of like that movie John Tucker must die where it's like the exes teaming up against this guy. But then it's even better because this book is gay. (laughs) (laughs) So they start they're they're trying to get revenge on him and um, intervene before he hurts another another girl. And then the main character falls for the girl who's like his next victim. And uh I yeah like vampires forever first of all I love vampire books but this one sounds like such an original take on it I can't wait yes vampires revenge and queerness like hello that's everything we love (laughs) yes amazing all right um then I have nice girls by Catherine Dang um this is a thriller about a young woman who is investigating two disappearances um one is her former best friend who's like an Instagram influencer kind of person I think and then another girl who disappeared but was dismissed as a runaway and this is getting amazing buzz I just keep seeing it everywhere and it sounds really interesting and the main character sounds like a fabulous unlikable heroine the cover copy describes her as a cynical restless failure oh. so <laughs> <laughs> yes relatable like me too <laughs> that's like yeah say no more <laughs> say no more that's yeah. Nice Girls by Catherine Dang. And then my final one for September 14th is My Sweet Girl by Amanda Jayatissa. Um, this is about a woman who is adopted from a Sri Lankan orphanage by an American couple. And then uh, we pick up when she's just turned 30. She's been cut off financially by her parents. She takes in this roommate who is a recent immigrant from India. And then she has some dark secret she's been keeping. The roommate discovers it. And then he ends up dead. But then she like runs away when she finds his body and then comes back to try and deal with it. And the body is gone. And there's like no sign that this guy ever existed. Oh, my goodness. So that's just the setup. I'm like, <laughs> this is all like that's like a whole book right there. And that's yes. just, like, the setup that's revealed in the cover copy. So, you know, <laughs> this is going to be a wild ride. Yes, that's going places for sure. Yeah. And we're so excited. Amanda is actually going to be on our next episode. We're really excited to chat with her about this book. Um, And we're going to be getting up super early in the morning to do it because she's in Sri Lanka. So it'll be like 7 a.m. Chicago time, this interview. (laughs) So I might be a little loopy, but we're really excited. Yes, it should be fun as long as we can manage to get up. Um, I think think we can probably do it, though. I'm still not allowed to have coffee, Kristen. So I'm going to need some help. Yeah. Are you allowed to have speed? 
<laughs> uh, probably not. I'll ask my doctor. Okay. <laughs> I, the last thing I asked her if I was allowed to have, so I'm doing this um, elimination diet for my chronic pain. And the last thing I asked her if I was allowed to have was nutritional yeast. And that was a no. So I Ugh. think speed is probably. <laughs> what are you allowed to question. have? Vegetables. Mm. And like chicken. Although last week I had to do a couple of days where I couldn't have meat at all. And it was also like the few days right before my period. So um <laughs> My partner is so lucky to be breathing. <laughs> he knows that too. He knows that. I was like feral for a few days there. Uh oh. <laughs> bad. Bad. Wow. I could not be a vegetarian. I'm sorry to all the vegetarians and vegans out there. I just love meat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair enough. The heart wants yeah. what it wants. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're from the Midwest. Like, this right. Is, I mean, meat and cheese, carbs. Yes. We're strong Midwestern ladies. <laughs> yes. As we were saying earlier, cheese is life. So. Yes. Cheese is life. All right, October. What do you got? Well, before we move on to October, I have one in September, September 28th. Oh, you do? Okay. This is um, Drumsticks by Charlotte Carter. I believe that this is a reissue of a book that was published some time ago, but it has, uh, it's being released now by Vintage Crime. It has a super sexy new cover. Uh, it's a historical mystery series set in 1960s Chicago. The protagonist is a. Um, a black jazz musician which cool. is a very cool premise and in in this book uh it's the third in the series she is investigating the murder of a new friend uh, but i i just love that there is you know some enthusiasm for older series by black women that are sort of getting some new attention so that's awesome yeah because there's so many books by black crime writers and i assume in other genres too i just like i'm more aware of the ones in our genre that are out of print yes and now it's like there's this huge interest in i mean the publishing industry is like we want diversity <laughs> they like ignored all these authors for decades yes. so yeah it's like about time they get some more attention yes it's about time they get snazzy new covers and you know a big release push so i think that's really awesome that is awesome okay october what do you got? Um, my first is October 12th. Do you have any before that? Oh, you know I do. Okay. Hit me. <laughs> <laughs> October 5th is like also a big day for whatever reason. Um, so my first one, I just finished an arc of this actually, and it was really fun, is Cackle by Rachel Harrison, who wrote The Return, which um, Rachel writes like like millennial horror like I don't know how else to describe <laughs> it I, I, like it's really I find her books really unique like it's like horror but she's bringing this interesting sensibility to it they're very cinematic and uh, I really love the return and this one was also fun so Cackle is about a young woman who is dealing with a breakup and she moves to a small town so it sounds like you're getting like a rom-com setup right but then she meets a sexy witch <laughs> oh. <laughs> who teaches her how to step into her power and just like give fewer fucks and be awesome. And um, I, the, the witch character, like can step on me anytime if I was obsessed <laughs> with her. I was like, I would let her lead me down the path of darkness. <laughs> Absolutely. No questions asked. <laughs> Amazing. These, all of these are, they have just like the, the coolest hooks, right? Like, mm -hmm. oh, love it. This is going to be such a good season to stay inside. It is, but that's so that's October fifth, and it's like the perfect kickoff to spooky season. If you're someone who doesn't start spooky season until October, which I cannot relate <laughs> to, I'm like already now it's spooky season as far as I'm concerned. Yes, agree, but, agree. Even though it's like too fucking hot out for spooky season, but yes, anyway, yeah, I agree. It is like ninety today in Chicago. Yes, I just want to like drink apple cider and like carve pumpkins and watch horror movies and like everything after the Fourth of July is Halloween as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> 
but uh cackle made me feel like it was spooky season while i was reading it nice so there's a lot of they go to like farmers markets and get like delicious lattes and it's so it's like it's like cozy horror i don't even know it's so good (laughs) amazing Um, Then I have also in the fifth, The Trouble with White Women, A Counter History of Feminism by Kyla Schuller, which focuses on the 200 year counter history of black, indigenous, Latina, poor, queer and trans women pushing back against white feminists and uniting to dismantle systemic injustice, which sounds like this should be required reading for like, honestly, everyone, all white ladies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, very excited to read this one and, and learn a bunch of stuff that I probably should have known for decades now but right. <laughs> uh, better now than never <laughs> yes exactly so that's the trouble with white women and then also in the fifth um we are not like them by christine pride and joe piazza so this is a two point of view book written by two authors uh, and it's about two friends one who's black and one who's white and their relationship is tested when the white woman's police officer husband is involved in the shooting of an unarmed black teenager Ooh. and I like reading books about this subject is always, always difficult, but I like we too often see white authors trying to take on or white white screenwriters or whatever, like trying to take on these sorts of issues. So I thought this was really interesting that it's a co-written book, like with one white and one black author. This seems to be kind of like a little micro trend that's happening right now, because there was this other one, um, The Personal Librarian by Marie Benedict and Victoria Christopher Murray that came out. A little while ago that was the same thing um where it was like a white and black author kind of taking on a racially sensitive book topic interesting. and uh yeah i think this is interesting i don't know if it's like i don't know you, like there's no way to fix publishing publishing is like completely fucked but it's <laughs> yes. an interesting an interesting thing to do and i'm like curious to read more of these books and see um like what having the two, those two perspectives brings to it. I think it's like I, I'm co-authoring a couple of things right now and it's like a really interesting process, but to bring the like racial issues into it. Uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I think it's a good trend, but like I'm a clueless white lady, as we said. So <laughs> yeah, it will be definitely interesting to see how that turns out. That's, that's really compelling. Mm-hmm. All right. Now we're to the 12th. Okay. Got? I've got death at greenway by laurie raider day who is of course uh she's been on the podcast before she is another midwestern lady so um she probably thinks cheese is life as well although you know we'll have, we'll have to ask her i'm not 100 sure <laughs> i'll ask her next time i see her <laughs> okay uh so this is laurie's first historical mystery which is which is a kind of a cool shift for her um it's set in the world war ii era um about nurses who end up using Agatha Christie's former holiday estate to care for evacuated children during the war, but then a body is discovered nearby and the setting becomes host to a deadly mystery. So this has got like, you know, a nod to Agatha Christie. It sounds a little bit like um, Atonement in some ways, which is a classic. Mm. So good. Um, But I'm really interested to see what Laurie's take on a historical mystery will be me too and i know from Lori that she rewrote this book a bunch of times that it was like a really difficult one for her to write and i think sometimes that's uh, i don't know like that's the sign of a really great book that you had to like <laughs> grapple with it and level up as an author and so yeah i'm so curious to read this one it sounds really good yeah it really does and i know that she uh Lori went to greenway at some point to see mm-hmm. um what the estate was like which is really cool so you know, there's going to be some good authenticity in there. Very excited. And also on October 12th, 
we have the 2021 Best American Mystery and Suspense Anthology. So this anthology, I don't know if you are a fan of these or there's, you know, Best American Poetry, Best American Short Stories. These anthologies like come out every year. Um, when I was like growing up as a baby writer, I loved these, especially because at the end of the stories, there's like a little paragraph from each author, like explaining why they wrote the story that they wrote. And I like, oh, cool. I, I used to love that for some reason. And it was like <clears throat> always like a, a, a writerly dream of mine to have a story in one of them. And I'm very happy to say that I have uh, unlocked this achievement. So I do have a story Yay. in this book. Um, my story is called Infinity Sky. And it is about a um, washed up musician who has to play at a wedding in a hotel in Ohio and does not like it. So. Like fate worse than death. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so I'm really excited about that. There's also stories by Aya DeLeon, uh, Delia Pitts, Laura Lippman, our personal heroine. Uh, so it's going to be great. This is a, it's been a very long running series. The, the there's a new series editor, Steph Chaw, who's uh, an amazing writer as well, author of Your House Will Pay uh, and the Juniper Song Mysteries. The guest editor for this installment is Alifair Burke, who's also an amazing writer. So it's going to be awesome. And I feel like we need to also mention here that before Steph Chaw took over as the series editor, this was this series was edited by um, our not-so-friendly Otto Penzler, who we've <laughs> talked about on this podcast before. Uh, Otto Our Penzler, <laughs> who has lots of things to say about um, lots of things. The, the the famed publisher of Scarlet Press, which, is that even happening still? Yeah, it is. Is it? It is. <laughs> Great. We can talk about that more offline. <laughs> I have some stories. Ooh. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, so there's been a lot of flack for for good old Otto in recent years, some various controversies. Um, he He's the publisher or the owner of Mysterious Press as well as uh, the Mysterious Bookshop in New York City where members of Mystery Writers of America are no longer welcome, apparently. That's one of the many scandals surrounding Otto. So uh, in the midst of all of that, he was removed as the series editor for Best American Mystery and Suspense. But that did not stop him from creating his own anthology, which is called Best Mystery Stories of the Year. <laughs> I, you, so, can't, you can't keep a mediocre white man down. You cannot. Um, so that's happening. I, as Great. I was, as I was trying to find the release date for Best American Mystery and Suspense, I was on Amazon looking and I saw this and I was like, what? No. And it I actually. I bet Laura Littman's not in that one. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so uh, that's a thing that's happening. Uh, so cool. when you go to the bookstore, remember, we're looking for Best American Mystery and Suspense, not the one with the red cover. No. That's mm -hmm. auto. So we don't want that. Mm -mm. No. Good to have that advisory. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. My next one is for October 19th. Okay. I have one for the 12th, um, okay. which is The Mother Next Door by Tara Laskowski. Um, oh, this is yeah. domestic suspense. Um, it's about a clique of influential neighborhood moms, and it's centered around a Halloween block party. So it sounds like also like very spooky, fun, kind of like grown-up mean girls vibes. So I'm excited to read that. I just want to read like all the spooky Halloween books right now. Like that's... That's where I'm at. So that's yes. The Mother Next Door on the 12th of October. Um, awesome. I, I love things that are 
like set against a backdrop of Halloween because it's just like this amazing extra layer. So mm-hmm. good. Yeah. So good. All right. So October 19th, we've got uh, Jess Lowry's Litany. Um, Jess Lowry is an agent sister of mine. Uh, so is Rachel Housel Hall, actually. But um, so in Litany, uh, this is set in 1984, which is the year that I was born, but apparently makes it historical. Same. <laughs> That's hurtful, Kristen. Why would you say that? <laughs> Listen, I saw this thing. I saw this thing yesterday that said 2021 and 1980 are as far apart as 1980 and 1939. And I almost I'm gonna died. Hang up on you. I'm going to hang up on you. <laughs> terrible. It's terrible. But yes. So uh, in, in 1984, which was ye olden times, um, um, a young woman is shuttled off to a town called Litany, Minnesota to live with um, her estranged mother, who is a county prosecutor that she barely knows. And there's something weird going on in this small town, including locals whispering about something called the game. And her mother warns her to stay out of the woods and away from adults. So that sounds delicious. I'm guessing she doesn't listen. Uh (laughs) (laughs) So that should be a lot of fun. Yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah. Um, On the 19th, I have a couple. So I've got Girly Drinks by Mallory O'Meara. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. I don't even drink, but I still want to read this book. It looks awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, she she seems awesome. The book looks yes. like super fun. Um, yeah. So this is a feminist history of alcohol, and Mallory is the author of The Lady from the Black Lagoon and also the co-host of the very popular Reading Glasses podcast. And she also has like the coolest glasses I've ever seen. She does. She's just like a very cool person. So yeah, even though I'm um, really like uncool and don't drink, I am totally going to read girly drinks. <laughs> Yeah, I love I love everything about what I've heard about it so far. Um, all right, so for something a little different, if you need like a break from all the thrillers, Well Matched by Jen DeLuca comes out on the 19th. So this is the third in a series of romance novels that is set around a small town renaissance fair. <laughs> and love. these books are just a delight. Like I, <laughs> I love the first two. And I actually, the first two came out, I want to say like in September and then when September, like as we're getting close to September now, I was like checking for the new one and I was like enraged to find out that it didn't come out till October 19th. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I need this right now. How dare you? <laughs> um, but I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. It'll still it'll still be there for me in October. And I'm especially excited about this one because um, the heroine is the prickly older sister of the main character in the first book. So we have like seen her before and she's kind of a like she doesn't I don't know. She's like, I don't have time for love. But then this like himbo is going to come in and rock her world. <laughs> the kilts and i'm just this is what i need right now love it yes that sounds amazing that's well matched and while you're waiting for the like far away date of october 19th if you haven't read it's well met and then the second one is well played they're both just like adorable and um a great escape from everything that's happening right now (laughs) i am like literally buying that right now good you need it we all need it it's like medicinal at this yes. point um no, i've been recommending jen's books to so many people lately because i'm just like do you want to be happy for a second and like remember what it was like to go to events with other people and like have fun and have, like, and have experiences like remember having experiences that no was, i don't but when i read crazy. these books i do love god maybe i'll just reread the first two while i'm waiting well i have like 300 unread books in my house but right 
what I need right now. And then also on the 19th, I have Within These Wicked Walls by Lauren Blackwood. This is YA, and it is an Ethiopian-inspired fantasy retelling of Jane Eyre. Oh, so my God. That sounds incredible. I, it does. <laughs> She is a client of Lauren Spieler, um, Wendy's agent. And I remember when this book was announced and I was like, why can I not read it right now? <laughs> I need this. Yes. And it has the most beautiful cover. Like, I think this one's going to be huge. It looks incredible. I absolutely love, like, retellings of Jane Eyre. Like, yeah. I, oh, love. Did you read um, that recent one? It was like The Wife Upstairs by yes. Rachel Hawkins. Yes. That was so fun. I really yes, enjoyed that. Yes, super fun. Yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. All the Jane Eyre retellings, please. Yes. I'm like more of a Wuthering Heights person than a Jane Eyre person, but Jane Eyre is better for retellings because like Wuthering Heights, it's just like those people are assholes no matter what century you're in. <laughs> right. <it's> the worst. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so like the things and Heathcliff, it's like, oh, he's really passionate. Like, no, he should be arrested. I mean, I still think he's hot, but yeah, it's not <laughs> yeah. as good for modern retellings. Agree. Agree. All right. All right. What else do you have for October? So I've got on October 26th, as the Wicked Watch by Tamron Hall. Uh, Tamron Hall is a journalist. She used to be on yeah. NBC. Now I've seen her hosting um, a show on the the Oprah Network called Deadline Crime. I'm not sure what else she's up to, but <clears throat> she is starting a mystery series about a journalist named Jordan Manning. This is the first in the series. Jordan is a black crime reporter who moves from Texas to Chicago for a new job and ends up on the trail of a serial killer. Uh, very excited to see this because you know that there's going to be some some good, this is how broadcasting really works stuff in there, mm-hmm. which I'm really looking forward to. Um, and I also appreciate the focus on, uh, in, in what I was reading about this book, the, the victims in this case are black children who unfortunately, like in the real world, receive less uh, mm-hmm. media coverage than... Uh, dead or missing white children which is so fucked up Uh, and I really like that she's being like very explicit about that calling it out and writing a book about it so I'm really excited to see what she does with that idea that sounds great yes don't you always wonder when super like already rich and famous people are like I'm gonna write a novel though aren't you like why would you do that to yourself (laughs) that's how I feel sometimes I'm like why would you (laughs) yes yourself yes it's like that it's like but but you're but you're good you you already you're already famous or something um, I didn't put it on my list, but at some point this fall, um, Hillary Clinton and Louise Penny have written a mystery. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, geez. I like speaking of like a co-authoring process, like I want to just be a fly on that wall. Like, wow. <laughs> yes, for sure. It's just like, damn. I did not feel that way about Bill Clinton and James Patterson. I don't care about that. But no, Hillary no. and Louise, I yes. want to just hear everything. I'm like... Oh, man. That must yeah. be fascinating. Yes, indeed. Awesome. Um, okay, so for the 26th, I have Fan Club by Aaron Mayer. This is about a young woman who joins a sinister and obsessive fan club for a pop star, which I think we're all still obsessed and enraged with the whole, like, free Britney thing. And this sounds like a good read mm. for you if you're, like, wanting more of that kind of content um, and the, like, news updates about Britney's court case are not sustaining you. Did you see her father step down from the yes. conservatorship? shit though yeah yes that is huge what a piece of shit seriously get the fuck out jamie spears get out (laughs) i still want to hunt him down and beat him up just like a little oh yeah just a little it's fine (laughs) (laughs) totally healthy it's fine Mm -hmm. but yeah so that's fan club it sounds super fun um it's the the like back cover copy talks about how the fan club has these like 
almost like seance kind of things where they all like light candles and listen to the pop stars music oh my god sounds awesome yes that sounds amazing (laughs) britney seance right now yes um and then i also have trash lands by allison stein also a former guest on the show um and this book is set in apocalyptic appalachia and apparently involves a strip club at the end of the world oh my goodness I don't really know anything about it besides that, but like, <laughs> that's it. That's all I, you need. I can't believe that that is coming out already. I feel like I just interviewed her and she was talking about it, but I guess that was like time doesn't mean anything anymore. So no, that was like last year. Was it? I think so. Her Fuck. her episode's like a ways back in the catalog. Jeez, I would have said like, oh, that was like six months ago. No, I think it was like at least a year ago. Time is a flat circle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows when anything is. Yes. So November 2nd, I would like to talk about The Pledge by Kathleen Kent. This is the third book in the Detective Betty Rysick series, which is fantastic. She is a queer detective in uh, Texas with a wife and complicated relationships and it's just wonderful. Um, I was lucky enough to read this in advance uh, to do a blurb, and it is the, it's the final book in the Detective Betty series. It will not disappoint. Uh, it is about a loosely about a cult, which you know is like catnip for me. I love mm-hmm. shit about love cults. cults. I love a good cult, um, <clears throat> and lots and lots of danger. So definitely good if you've been wonder, wondering when the next Detective Betty book was going to come out. Uh, it's almost now. So. I have a couple for the second two, but I actually have one for the first, which I guess is because it's an Amazon book and they release things on weird days. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, that's weird. Um, so this is Her Name is Night by Yasmin Ango, which I like sincerely apologize if I'm pronouncing that last name wrong. I like looked, spent a considerable amount of time on the internet trying to find some sort of pronunciation guide. But <laughs> I, <laughs> um, She is a, a author who won the Sisters in Crime Eleanor Taylor Bland Award in 2020. Oh, nice. And this is her debut novel. It was sold in, like, a huge deal, like, multiple six figures. And then the film rights went for, like, seven figures. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's going to be a massive, massive book. And it sounds so good. So Her Name is Night is about a highly trained assassin who works for a clandestine international organization dedicated to the protection and advancement of the peoples and countries of Africa around the world. So this is like... Black Panther meets Killing Eve, maybe? Like, that's yeah. what I'm getting. I'm, like, so into this. I, I think it's going to be incredible. It sounds like a great... I mean, like, of course, the screen rights went for that much because it sounds perfect for television. Yes, that's... Yes. Oh, my God. Amazing. So, very excited for that to blow up. That was when I thought wasn't coming out until next year, and then I saw it was coming out in November, and I was like, hell yes! Nice! <laughs> that's been fast for her, though. Like, if she won the, the Eleanor Taylor Bland Award last year... That's like, true. Usually it's, like, 18 months or something before a book start to finish before it comes out the other side of the meat grinder of publishing. So that is really fast. That is a meteoric rise. That's awesome. Yes. Love to see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So got, so that one's the first. And then on the second, I've got a couple first one of which is all her little secrets by Wanda M. Morris. Um, Wanda was Wendy's pitch wars mentee (laughs) (laughs) back in, I guess 2018. I think the same year that Hallie was mine. And she was actually briefly on our podcast when we did our Pitch Wars episode, yes. right? Nice. She was. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, so this book is about, it's a legal thriller, uh, and it's about a black lawyer who finds her white boss slash lover dead in his office. And then she's promoted to replace him and um, starts to uncover a shady conspiracy at the law firm. Nice. 
So lots of intrigue. And this book is getting a really big push from the publisher, I think, which I'm so excited about. Um, it has an amazing cover. And yeah, excited for this to blow up. Wanda is delightful and deserves all the success. I saw it described as the firm meets how to get away with murder, um, Ugh, which is yes. just like, okay, that's amazing. Love it. And yes. we love a book that starts with like a dead white man instead of like a dead woman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> approved <laughs> um then also on the second i have the collective by allison galen uh which is about a group of moms who band together to orchestrate revenge killings oh my goodness murder club <laughs> we love a murder club we do this one has a hell of a blurb from our fave Megan Abbott. Um, she said, it's a nerve shredding, emotionally harrowing ride that also speaks volumes about our current moment, the dangers of our digital world and the potency of female rage. Oh my goodness. Yes, please. So Megan Abbott says, by the collective by Allison Galen. And who are we to argue with Megan Abbott? No, we never would. Never. <laughs> we better do it. Okay, so then on November 9th, I have My Body by Emily Ratajkowski, um, who is a model and actress and is also in Gone Girl, if anyone remembers her there. She played uh, Nick's like student lover uh, who kind of turns on him, as everyone should. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so this is a book of essays, and it's about the culture's fetishization of girls and female beauty and mm. like consent and abuse and power dynamics and the fashion and film industries and I'm super excited to read this because like obviously she knows what she's talking about she's been through a lot of interesting things in Hollywood um I mean she was in the blurred lines video like I think that was where she first got a lot of attention and kind of like both positive and negative attention <laughs> as you tend to as a hot woman in Hollywood right so yeah this just sounds like kind of of interest based on the things that we talk about on the podcast and I'm super fascinated by her yes. perspective on it so that sounds very that's good my body and also she is like I mean I don't know for sure we don't know for sure but she seems like the kind of famous person who actually wrote this book like <laughs> did not have a ghostwriter anything like I would 100% believe she wrote every word of this she seems super smart and insightful and yeah nice and then I have one, this is like kind of, I was like, is December part of the fall reading preview? I don't know. We probably have to do another one for <laughs> winter, but I would be remiss if I did not shout out uh, My Darling Husband by Kimberly Bell, which comes out on December 28th. Um, Kimberly is one of my co-authors on uh, Young Rich Widows, which is a book we're writing for Audible that comes out next spring. And this is her new thriller, which is about a couple whose relationship starts falling apart after the wife is confronted by a masked, masked home invader and then realizes her husband has been keeping all sorts of secrets from her so Ooh. kim like doesn't miss all of her thrillers are incredible <laughs> uh and it's been such a blast co-writing with her on this audible project so looking forward to that one in december and if we do a winter reading preview we'll just shout it out again <laughs> <laughs> i like it all right i guess that's it stay inside read a book yes stay inside read 10 books read buy all of these books and plan to not leave the house until at least the end of november don't let any Republicans breathe on you. No. Have a good day. <laughs> That's it for this episode of Unlikable Female Characters. Don't forget to subscribe, and you can also follow us on Twitter at UnlikableFCPod for updates, book recommendations, and angry feminist rants. Our website is unlikablefemalecharacters.com, and we're also on Instagram at unlikablefemalecharacters. Thanks for listening.